This is a HeadGum Podcast. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, bang. Hey, bang. I thought the bitch was white! <laughs> God damn it! I thought the bitch was white! Oh my <laughs> God. Oh, that's the Roseanne breakdown. I, re- I thought she was saying bench. Wait, that was Roseanne? <laughs> that was Roseanne Barr. Oh my gosh. Whoa. She was clarifying her tweet. Oh, to clarify one thing. So at the beginning when it goes, hey, and then there's a beat, and mm-hmm. then she says, what? What's that in between? Bay. Bay? <laughs> Who's saying bay? Uh, Mr. Tarver. Okay, great. Awesome. Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. I'm Caroline. And we're to have some good Christian fun. <laughs> More like good meme fun. Most of the time on Good this meme, show. Insanity. I'm realizing how much of this stuff in the theme song has gone unexplained and was never a reference to something we talked about in the show before. Uh, no. We we're just like, oh, that's fun. Just things that you and I talk about here and there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, Good Christian Fun is the podcast where we talk about Christian popular culture, like the movies, the music, the entertainment, the stand ups, and also where our secular culture intersects with Christianity and faith issues. Mm hmm. And then we ask people, like, so do you believe all this shit or what? <laughs> or do you not believe? Like, now. what is it? Which one is it? Uh-huh. That's usually what we do, I should say. For this episode, we're changing the format a little bit. It's a special episode. We're shaking it up. Yeah. Because what I decided for once in my damn life, I didn't want to give people a homework assignment <laughs> as collateral to being friends with me. <laughs> like, you have to do, you have to watch or listen to this. Do you think all our so guests you'll... are your friends? No. I know Sad. that's not the case. <laughs> yeah. No, and it's transformed no, the way a lot I of view them our friendship friends. now. <laughs> where it's like, <laughs> I will say, for you as a host, what mm-hmm. was it like coming into this episode with nothing in particular to talk about, per se, for the oh, topic? lovely. It's so great. It's such an ease off my mind. I can just talk to Zora and hear how he's doing. Sorry to interrupt him early, but... Yeah, it's great. Is it possible we screwed up with how we formatted this show? <laughs> no. Okay. It's not no. possible. No, because we talked about this because this is like, you know, core to our show on some level. If we just got rid of all of the topics. No, not Then it's all just the a couple topics. of jerk offs talking all the time about their faith. And, you know, there's plenty of those podcasts already, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> and let's name <laughs> Name them. names. Okay, number one. Well, really, I said there's no topic. Really, the guest is our topic today. Yeah. So let's introduce him right now. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you may know him from his podcast, Dope Town 3000 or 3K. And the upcoming Raven Simone television series reboot on Disney Channel, Raven's Home. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Zora, Zora Picasso. Picasso. 
Do we get it? It's yeah. hard to hear through the music, but yeah, okay. That was very dramatic. <laughs> that, we want it. We want it to be dramatic. Church yeah. is you dramatic. You don't have to get your name it is. screamed I, at you. It, no, it is. It's very dramatic. I love it. It's like every time we intro, that's our altar call to our guests to come join us at the altar. Yes, that's true. Do you know how many altar calls I've walked down? Participated. Just out of pure, like a little bit of pure pressure. A little bit of worry. Do you get a free one now because they punch your card twelve times? Um, look, if anyone's getting into heaven, it's me. (laughs) Just based on altar altar calls. Never altar calls. Yeah, you're going right here. Go, go walk down this thing. The guy in heavens is looking down and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're in. Dude, yeah. you're okay, guy. Like, it's all right. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Calm <laughs> down. I'm in. <laughs> well, Zora, thanks so much for joining us on the show today, man. Really yeah, appreciate thank you, you being here. Thank you. Uh, what is your history with faith and with, Christianity with yeah. and the, the Lord? With the Lord. Yeah. You can start at childhood and start at the beginning if you'd yeah. like. Yeah. Um, I'll chart, yeah, I'll, I'll chart my, my path. Great. Uh, <laughs> of faith to the stars yeah to the stars um so i i grew up in a a pretty secular uh liberal household but my grandparents were uh pretty big in like the anglican church in uganda because both my parents are from uganda My, my grandparents grew up during colonialism and the british came to uganda and introduced the Christianity, uh, ah, the, yes. the Church of England. The only way to live. Yeah, the <laughs> according to them. Um, and so, so is the Anglican Church pretty big there? Like, if you're a Christian in Uganda, you're probably part of the Anglican Church, or what? That's a good question. I think historically, yes, and they okay. called it 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 was the Anglican Church or the Church of England. Then it then it turned into the Church of Uganda. Right. Okay. Um, or I think they called it the Anglican Church and then it turned into the Church of Uganda. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so historically, yes. Okay. So that's probably the closest thing to the Episcopal faith here because that's like yes. sort of the, the basically They kind of were church. born out of each other. I yeah, think. yeah, exactly. Can I ask just a quick tangent how your parents, like they were probably raised with the Anglican yeah. faith, right? So how, how did they fall away or like change or whatever? So my grandpa on my dad's side was very like active and um he was a, a pretty uh, integral part in like the setup of the church of uganda he was just the he was a big christian man okay, uh, yeah. there <laughs> and so he kind of ran his household uh as such and and, okay. and i think you know it was something that was a, a huge part of my dad's childhood and uh and also my my grandpa on my mom's side was he was uh, he was like a, a pre, like a like a pastor of oh, a small wow. church. Okay. So they were oh, they, so they were both like deep into that. Yeah, they were church. deep. They were both like kind of like teachers and in in um and, and then my grandpa became kind of like a government person. But okay. so it was a big part of their childhood. And so I think as adults they rebelled from it. <laughs> and you know they they were pretty rebellious I, I think in their uh adolescence and then when my dad when my parents came to america uh i think they just sort of decided not to foist it upon us although i think they were very cognizant in uh making sure that we were baptized you know just sort of as as a family thing yeah so we went to church kind of early on and i was baptized in the episcopal church i think when we lived in northern california how young were you uh i was pretty young i mean i think i was maybe 
a baby. I don't remember the first time I was baptized because mm-hmm. it was like in Fresno. Then we moved to like the wine country. So you grew up in Northern California. Then? Yeah, I grew up in in Healdsburg. Okay, um, which is in, in Sonoma County. It's like an hour north of San Francisco. But beyond that, we our household uh, was very secular. I, I would say we didn't we didn't go to church that often. My parents separated when I was like seven. It was just one of those things where, I mean, I lived with with my mom and my mom, I think, had that sort of faith in her, in her history. But also she was like, yeah, like we, she had like a Buddha in our living room. And huh. so it just, it just was like, it was secular, I would say. Yeah. But like, you know, believing in, in a higher power. And so I just, I didn't necessarily grow up in that culture. Uh, I didn't get introduced to it until um, I was in high school and I, my town was, it's very beautiful. I don't know if you've been to Healdsburg. It's very gorgeous. Yeah, We're going right after this. <laughs> yeah. Road trip. Take a road trip. Okay. Yeah. I'll give you, I'll give you like a whole list of things to do. <laughs> oh, you're coming. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> you cleared your sketch for the rest yeah. of the day, right? Yeah. You're, you're best friends with all your, your guests. So, That's right. Yeah. yeah so thank yeah. you. Oh, yeah, thank you. Six Finally. Hours. Yeah. <laughs> said it. F you, Caroline. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah F you. I'm friends with everybody. Oh, whoa. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> they're all my best friends right um we can go to hillsburg and eat sticky buns but um it, it's a very beautiful place but also um you know just to be real it's it's a very bigoted place you know it's mm-hmm. not they don't have a, a history of a lot of black people up there and, and there's a reason and so my you know my mom was like oh you know we live in this beautiful town you know like uh but i i think they didn't really sort of understand the history of, of that place and so uh, it was bigoted. I what was the history of that place? I could ask. Um, it's it's a it's a small town north of San Francisco. It's like an older town, okay. and I think like historically there were a lot of like sort of like railroad magnets that ended up like settling up there uh, oh, okay. from San Francisco, and so it it just was this. Also, there's a legend that the the Ku Klux Klan chapter was there for like Northern California. Oh, jeez. Um, and so, yeah, it, it just, there was like this house that was like, oh, that's the, the KKK house. That's the Ku Klux Klan house. Oh my gosh. Uh, and so, um, and I don't know, that might be like an apocryphal story, but I, I believe it because just how the town was and, and how I was treated as I got older. Yeah. Uh, and so, I ended up in high school, I was, I didn't like a lot of people because they weren't very good to me, but I ended up kind of making friends with a, a group of people and, and also um, meeting one of my friend's dad who became a, a mentor to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And so he was a pretty, I would say, crass guy. Uh, and a lot of people were like scared of him, oh. you know, in town because he just like always had his shirt off and he was always cursing and, and, you know, that was uh, his thing. yeah, he was kind of <laughs> insane. Uh, but he was also like, he met me at a basketball game cause I, I played high school basketball and he was like, I love your game kid. Like you're, and he just like took me in. Uh, is this and, the kind of town too where like most people kind of know everyone around? Like, yeah, everyone, there aren't a ton of strangers or anything. Yeah, yeah, everyone knows uh, everyone, okay. and so he, uh, his name was Mr. Tucker, and everyone knew Mr. Tucker is like this guy who would just sit down on his porch. He had like this. Was ironic old... because he didn't have a shirt to tuck in. Uh-huh. <laughs> Carry on. Wait, what? <laughs> Never mind. 
not exactly a shirt tucker, I think is what Caroline is saying. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's okay. Gotcha. That's, Thank you. Now yeah. it's funny. Yeah. yeah no, that's <laughs> Let me good. diagram that's, the joke. Yeah. Um, that's good. Uh, so he did not have a shirt to tuck in mm-hmm. at all. Uh, if he had a shirt, anyway. Were people uh, afraid of him or was They he... were afraid of him okay. because he would, he just was like, he would sit out on his porch and like water his lawn. It was he. He lived in this old like brick house. Okay, with, yeah. Like call. It was like this beautiful house that no longer exists anymore. I think they like tore it down because it's like so old. He would just you know he would like yell at people if because he talked like really loud and so uh, sometimes we would like hang out on his porch and like have these conversations and you know there was one time a neighbor was like can you guys like keep it down and and he, he just. He cursed this guy out to the point where he was like, "If you don't get back in your house, I'm you're you're gonna go back in a pine box, uh, <laughs> oh my God. pine like, pajamas." Yes, yeah. yeah. Wow. So he was he was kind of terrifying, but he loved me, and he was just like, "I'm gonna take you in." Like these people are all racist, and like, and isn't that validating when someone that a lot of people are afraid of? favor you it's like hey yeah I made it. did well, he feel like a protector a protector a little bit i mean a little bit look he he was like a, a, a white man in this town that was uh, a father of one of my friends who who was nice to me you know yeah. and so that just was like kind of a rare thing because i was pretty ostracized in this town especially as i got older so even though he was like a crass person he went to school to be like a a, a preacher back in the day oh, wow. um he went to uh, the school called cal baptist in, in yeah uh, in riverside and so when i met him he, you know he kind of took me in and he would like you know he taught me like how to box and everything he's like you gotta protect yourself from these the redneck kids that <laughs> would like threaten me all the time and, oh and like bully me and everything um and so he yeah so he kind of became this like a protector and and like mentor and, and someone that like kind of taught me how to like stand up for myself mm-hmm. and uh he but it was also he was like you got to go to christian college man like uh, I had the time of my life at Christian college. It's, it's, it's the best you, if you go to Christian college, you won't have the type of experience you're having in, in high school. People will be nice to you. Like, uh, Christians aren't racist, uh, was what he told me. Always um, true. <laughs> uh, well, we'll, we'll get to that part. Did your, uh, uh, what did your mom think of Mr. Tucker? Like in this period, was she like, I guess that's fine. In this She's period. She's like your friend's dad, but yeah. Yeah. In this period, he, my mom, um, I think approved just because he was, he was nice to me and, and he like sort of took me in and, yeah. and was, you know, this person that I think just helpful to me. And, and so, yeah, at this time, you know, later on, I think it, it didn't become the most healthy dynamic because uh, he just was, he was a little, he was a little crazy. Uh, but yeah. So what happened after, so he would tell you like, let's go to, yeah. So he was like, yeah, let's go to college. college. Yeah. Uh, and so we ended up taking, so my junior year, we took this road trip down to Southern California and we went to a bunch of like the small, like liberal arts, like oh, kind of yeah. Christian colleges down there. We went, the first one we went to was Westmont. I was going to ask college. if you like checked out Westmont. Yeah. We drove down the one oh one. uh, uh and it was like this gorgeous drive. I don't know if you've taken that drive from San Francisco it's so to, there. it's so beautiful. Go through like Pacific San Luis, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Pismo Beach and San Luis Obispo. Yeah. And, all. and, and so Westmont's we, in like Santa Barbara, which is a beautiful like beach town. Yeah. Like Oprah has a house there. Oh yeah. Montecito specifically. Is yeah. Like, it's, 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 it's really pretty. It's yeah, very it's pretty. Right on the ocean. And I, uh, I had like stayed at Westmont one time for like some conference or something, or it might've been like a 
choir thing. I don't remember. Yeah. But I have friends who've gone there. So I'm pretty familiar with Westmont. Yeah. It's, it's nice little liberal arts school. For sure. Yeah. It's before the fires. I don't know what it looks like after those those fires that happened a few years ago. But um, at the time, it was it's it's famously beautiful, like that campus. Mm-hmm. And so that was the first college that I that we went to during that trip. And I was just like, oh my God, like this place looks like heaven. It's near the beach. They're like rolling green hills and, and you know, these like marble statues and, and these like this, this beautiful Spanish architecture. Yeah, there's I, like a train that goes through town that it, it rides on. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it was heaven to me. And, um, you know, it was just gorgeous. And so I was like, oh yeah, I want to go to a school like this. We ended up visiting Biola we went through Cal Baptist because I think cause that's where he went. So he wanted to Did show us that school. Did you look at school. APU? Azusa? Yeah, we we looked at Azusa uh-huh. Pacific. I'll, I'll I'll get to that. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, I went to I I went to a lot of colleges. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Great. So uh, we took that trip and um and I was like yeah like I want to go to Westmont or any of these schools. So I had really good grades and looking back on it, I was like I should have I probably could have gotten into you know like a brown like or a oh, wow. you know or like yeah. a stanford or, or whatever at the time i just but I they would that, have been racist the christian colleges wouldn't have been racist they're all nice sure oh yeah yeah <laughs> they wouldn't for sure like they would have been way more racist at at brown were um, uh were you like pretty involved in church as, as this was going on too or was no. he just kind of like mainly this friend you had and we never just, went like, to church at all oh, okay. this guy was like was not the church type i mean he had oh, a he, like, filthy like mouth church. <laughs> yeah he was like he was terrifying like looking back on <laughs> like it like an unpredictable person in church is kind of a wild card yeah he uh-huh. was definitely definitely a wild card so and it's interesting because i feel like uh i've heard a lot of pastors say doesn't matter why they come in the door as long as they come in like to church and oftentimes i think for like especially when you're younger I know for like guys, sometimes it's like, oh, there's so many girls at church. You can meet a girl at youth group, blah, blah, huh. blah, blah, blah. I, I even knew a friend of mine out here who was like, I'm going to keep going to that church because there's a lot of pretty girls there. But, <laughs> yeah. but it's They all funny. sound like, those a lot of pretty oh, girls. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that sound like goofy. <laughs> of course, there's some pretty girls. Uh-huh. Uh, but... But it's funny that the kind of rickety bridge that he was building for you to get to like church or at least church culture was like, they'll be nicer to you. You know what I mean? That's not a means to like, well, this is the one true God and you got to worship him. But it's like a more practical means of like, People will be kind. There's at least he was giving you the expectation of like people are going to be kinder, it's like a stronger. To you. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it is. He hooked me in not with like oh there are going to be girls there. He said that too, but also like <laughs> he hooked me in with like they're not going to be racist to you like they are in this town. Um, and so uh, which must have been nice too to just hear someone like thank you like you're recognizing that this is happening for sure like, real yeah. yeah. So um, I ended up applying to a bunch of them and, and I, you know, I got into a bunch of them, obviously, because I had good grades nice. and uh, I ended up choosing Azusa Pacific first yeah. because at the time, by the time I got to like my senior year, I was like, this is ridiculous. I don't, Westmont is beautiful, but I grew up in Healdsburg. I, I want to go to like the most diverse one out of all of them <laughs> comparatively well so a, i, a I poo, looked at the stat apu that's pretty diverse <laughs> although there's oh. a problem with them now <laughs> there is a though there's a huge problem um in this problem? Has been. <laughs> but uh yeah yeah and apu for those who don't know is actually like really close to where we record here it's it's like a couple towns down from pasadena it's like 10 exits away yeah so actually a lot of like azusa kids are always like in pasadena studying like taking up valuable space at my coffee shop sure sure appreciate. yeah just <laughs> Preaching so to people, old. just trying to 
<laughs> trying to convert people. Yeah. yeah, but it is. I feel like it's it's sort of it, at least if you're on the spectrum of like conservative to liberal, it's like a little bit liberal, hmm. not extremely. Well, just, or maybe at the time you weren't there, they just recently allowed some. Uh, they, the gay relationships yeah, to exist, which is so. It was the that public yeah. statement is such a weird gymnastics because it was like I don't know if you read it, but it was like uh, while we don't believe it's biblical, we also think it's fine if you have a homosexual relationship and that's not against the rules anymore. You're welcome. It's it's insane. It's crazy, you know, because yeah. there's a like there's a gay club on that campus that they right. meet together. Like they're there already, so. Yeah, they doing? were there. They were there when I it, look. Any of the the places where where I was, there were there were always LGBT people in in Uganda. If you go there, it's technically like against the law. It doesn't mean that there aren't LGBT right, of people. Course, it's, yeah. it's insane, and so it's just so funny when they're like, "Oh, we'll recognize that this can exist now." And it's right, like, it's been going on. Like, what thank do you mean? Thank you. you. Yeah. Yeah. So comparatively, like where the the household that I grew up in and uh, the town that I grew up in. And kind of going to to Azusa Pacific first, I got there and I was like, you know, I kind of maybe had like rose colored glasses and and I was looking at things, (laughs) I would say like with uh, naivete. (laughs) Uh, And so I just quickly learned, I I, I just, I didn't like it. Mm -hmm. Um, I got there and I felt like I didn't feel sort of accepted by a lot of people because i think i didn't kind of have that christian language that like christianese i didn't speak that uh at the time i mean this is like the early mid 2000s and so i that whole like christian music culture and you know the fact that like bush was president at the time like you know that was like to me like that was like a a a pretty high time in in that kind of evangelical like white christianity yeah and and it was just a, a culture i just didn't no, I was not fluent. And so I got there and I was like, hey, I'm Zora Bikangaga. Like I got there and and, and just, it, it wasn't, I didn't fit in. I didn't like where it was. I mean, uh, it was in Azusa uh, and I was like, I grew up in here. This place is ugly. Um, <laughs> it's fair. Yeah. There's mountains, it's but. It's pretty uh, desert Sure. Because again, I grew up in Northern California. Okay. Like that was like just my frame of reference. Yeah, just I like get beautiful to, green hills everywhere. Yeah. And I, and I get to Azusa and it's just the opposite. Trash. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no offense uh, to APU, but it's. Come on. You know it's trash. Goodbye, APU yeah. listeners. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was this, uh, there was like this campus pastor that was like, oh, this is like the guy who was like the pastor of like the undergrad. Um, and he he would like lead chapel and he was like sort of younger. And he just like said some like really problematic stuff to me where I was like, he's this guy's like, just like the people in Healdsburg. Like, I, re- I remember like I had this, I was like also going through this eccentric phase where I was wearing just these like kind of wild outfits. And, and so I found like these pair of like overalls and I was like, I want to wear overalls. Um, I love that. Yeah. And so, and they're like comfortable and like, look, look, I was, I was rocking them. It's a one well. step shop for an outfit. Yeah. You're done. I thought I was, I thought I was pulling them off. <laughs> um, but he said something like weird where he was like, oh yeah, like, Oh, 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 it's, it's Jim from Huck Finn. And I was like, what? Um, and I was like, wait, what did he just say that? Like he is, I would have said super Mario instead. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Uh, which is another offensive character. Cause like he's an Italian caricature. Um, 
but uh yeah yeah i said mario brothers is offensive that's my take <laughs> and anyone Whoa. who plays super mario right now you're part of the problem yeah you're probably you're complicit sure. you are part and of the problem a um, plumber stereotypes yeah that's yeah. not a cool thing to yeah, say. yeah it was not that's uh wild. but it was like one of those things where i was like wait what what was the context like what was your at this time like what was going on with your faith that you would be having a conversation with a campus pastor. I think it was something where I walked by him. And and so oh, and he, he so, said that. So it wasn't like a sit down of like, hey, tell me about your faith. Like, do you believe in Jesus? Okay, cool. You look like uh, <laughs> the slave character from Huck Finn. It wasn't like that. Like, but it was... Okay, God bless you and bye. It was yeah, like God bless you. It God was bless like you. a cat call or it's like a drive-by heckle. It was just a... a it was yeah, just, people just like comment on your outfit, you know, if you're around. Oh, I love Yeah, it was just like a, a dick. It was like a dick thing that he was trying to be funny about. Out. Um, but uh, I mean, at the time, this like first semester in college, I uh, started taking um, religious classes and and you know, kind of like Christian like Bible faith classes that sort of you know were about the New Testament, and and I got really into the story, and so I think in that first semester because I'm very much an information kind of person, and and I love to just I love to read, and so I read through the whole Bible, you know, and the first like i don't know the month of of Goodness. school and, and i just i got like really into the, the story. whole bible yeah i mean Whoa. i read it like pretty quick uh I, I that's at least what i remember i i read it pretty quick and i got like into just the story of of the gospels and um i i related a lot to it in sort of the outcast in finding like a mentor figure and and just being kind of outcast like i just really related to the whole uh, 12 disciple Jesus uh, aspect of it because yeah. I was like oh yeah like I kind of know how it feels to be in a community of people that like don't like you and you're sort of this like small um, click of people that are like yeah I'm following the son of God and, like I'm not to call like my mentor that but I, to me it was I related to the story yeah. and so I, I, I did get into uh, reading the Bible and um, and I think like that's when I definitely started to try to go to church. Uh, that first semester I went to, uh, I like sampled a bunch of different churches and I ended up going to this uh, Pentecostal church that scared the the Jesus out of me uh, where it was, uh, people were speaking in tongues. Scared Jesus I, straight. Yeah, I didn't, I had never heard people speak tongues before and I was like, what is happening? Are they possessed? I remember there was this person that ran down the 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 aisle with like a like a a, a, flag? Ba- a banner yeah and i was like what is happening the motions are just made i was like did he have a sword yeah <laughs> uh he was wielding it like a sword i know you can't see my hands but uh the the wow. the gentleman was uh he was brandishing uh a <laughs> banner <laughs> like yeah. with so a uh, just a christian cross the pentecostal church can be intense even going in like as a christian who was raised in it so to go in sort of like with not a ton of context even it's just like whoa yeah it it's was... like i'm a music fan okay have you been to a an actual punk show have you been to a scream metal show <laughs> yeah, where yeah. there's a mosh pit and there's an expectation you will get bruises <laughs> well i haven't been to that like that's what being a christian is like sometimes yeah it was it, it was church. just it was a lot to like throw into and again like my experience was going to an episcopal church which an episcopal church is very yeah. uh just like formal yeah formal mm-hmm. and liturgical and just sort of like we're here and there's incense and there's going to be a exactly that's that's the energy <laughs> that's, 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 that's the 
energy. Episcopalians, the NPR, Pentecostals, the Zoo Crew. Yeah, they were just, it was insane. I would love to go back just as like a character study as as uh as a comedic uh, comedic writer um just because it was it was crazy but um i was just sort of put off by the the whole experience and i, and I talked to my mentor and, and i was like this is insane like i don't feel comfortable here and i don't like this place and he was like we'll just go to another school that you uh ended up getting into so i oh. ended up going to biola that next semester Oh my god! Because gosh. it was close. It was close. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, so you I was had like, one oh. semester at APU, and then one semester at APU. Okay. Yeah, uh, transferred to Biola. Biola, uh, man. And I had so, a so home I went the to Cold War kids. Yeah, I went to a Christian school in Marietta, which is kind of nearby. And so, like, the wait, pa- what, which one? Uh, Calvary Marietta. Oh, okay. and which is there's a Bible college like Calvary Chapel Bible College is in that area. I think I've heard you of probably, that. You probably maybe yeah, I've heard yeah. that. But the, it was kind of like a pipeline. Like you either went to Biola or Cal Baptist for Oops, the most part. Yeah. So okay. like. I heard a lot about what those places like when visited and kind of thought like, maybe I'm supposed to go here. Yeah. Yeah. Thing to do or whatever. For sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, I, (laughs) so I went there, hated it because it was like even more conservative. And, uh, I ended up, there was like this girl that I got involved with that was, it just ended badly. She kind of grew up very sheltered. And so I think there was some point where, I was on the phone with her and I like I was talking to my mentor and my mentor was like, Oh, like let me talk to her and, and he like conference s- call? He said a curse word. It wasn't a it wasn't a conference call. I wish it was a conference call, but she ended up like freaking out because he said Because he cussed? Shit. Yeah, because he like she felt like she that he cursed at her. Cause he said something like bullshit or something like that. And he was like he 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 uh he had my he had his mentor call me uh, to curse me out, and she just sort of turned me into like this oh, super no. villain. Um, this, oh boy, yeah. And so like her friends were just like, "This guy is a." Uh, I it just was not a good situation. I was yeah. like, "What? I look, I what's happening? I don't understand what's happening." <laughs> okay. Um, and so, uh, but I hated it anyways. I hated Biola. Um, but I was I got involved with this uh this gospel choir there, which was really dope. And I was like, "Oh, I like gospel music. It's fun." And it was like the only diverse space there because I think they got this woman named Cookie who was like this choir director who came from like this black church near. Uh And so it was like this one kind of sanctuary of like diversity where like all the people of color (laughs) on the campus, which was like maybe 15, would congregate and and sing uh, gospel music. It was great. And then I think that next year, my one of my good friends from uh, Healdsburg was getting into college. So he, he was a year younger than me. And he went to Cal Baptist. And he's like, hey, man, you got accepted to Cal Baptist. Just transfer with me. <laughs> and so many colleges. Yeah, I know. It's insane. It's insane. insane. Did but everything, like, did the credits transfer? It all everything? transferred. All right. It all transferred. It was like easy. It was like very <laughs> transferable. So it's Yeah. And once you transfer once, it's, it's easy. It's like, oh, I'll just you get go to. addicted to. I was addicted. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I ended up going there. And it was, Cal Baptist was a trip because it was like, so easy you know i think i got like straight a's and everything and i barely stuck it was like so not challenging were the uh, uh were the religious requirements pretty much the same at all of them like i know you have to yeah. go to chapel once a week at apu yeah i think apu was take bible classes uh, yeah, like that, right? yeah okay. i think uh the chapel requirements were the most like strict three at, times a week or something it was t- it was i think it was two oh, yeah. uh at cal baptist and and apu i think the same thing with biola but yeah so 
going to chapel, whatever. I was just like, this is weird. But I was at least going to, to college with uh, my my best friend, one of my best friends. I was in Riverside, like sort of not challenged at all. And, you know, I was with a guy who I had kind of gone to high school with. And I, I just felt like I was like, this is not fun. Like this um, is the same, the kind, kind of, of the same. Back home, yeah. Was he more like hardcore Christian than you? No, were, no, he was. Um, no, no, I think he was like me, where he just. Um, I think he ended up getting involved with like the like diving team. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, yeah. But anyways, it's it was Stephen Curse Chapman swimmers. We call them <laughs> <laughs> stupid joke. Anyway, Who's, is that a Christian deep? Cut? He, he famously dives in his songs. He, he has, has a song. It's called our theme dive. song, actually, but you can't hear it anymore. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I should send that to my friend Travis. Like, remember when you when you dove? They play that, <laughs> that every swim meet. It's, it's kind of like you. Yeah. Uh, were you Zing. studying? Did you have a major when you were going through these? Yeah. Like first couple years. Yeah, I had a major uh, which was history. I thought I was going to be a history teacher, oh, and cool. so um, again, like looking back, I should have been at a more challenging college. Like I just would, I should have been at a school that was going to challenge me academically because I was taking these history classes and transferring all over the place and like still getting good grades. And it it just wasn't what was promised to me. Like I was in these spaces and I just didn't feel like I was going to church and and sort of like, yeah, like I read the Bible, I'm a Christian, but I I never like felt a part of that community. Mm -hmm. And and it just, there was like this disconnect. Um, And so I was accepted to Westmont and I was like, why, wait, hold on. Why am I in Riverside right now? Uh, do you remember how beautiful Westmont was when we d- drove through there when you were a junior in high school? Like, what are you doing here? <laughs> Oprah lives there. At the time, so did Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt. What else do you need to like, hear? Why would I need to be in in Riverside? State and- Street, Holy Trinity, of yeah. Westmont. <laughs> Isla Vista. So I so I ended up going that next year to Westmont College. This was a monumental moment, I would say. Like probably not only in my journey as like a human being or like in faith or in life or just in what I ended up doing Mm -hmm. now because I pulled a prank there when I got there. That was a pretty epic prank. Um, That became kind of a famous prank. Oh, wait, what year were you there? I was there in 2004. Oh, okay. So uh, I got there. So there was a joke that we used to do when I was in college or when I was in in high school with my best friends where I would imitate my, my parents, but specifically my dad when we would go to like restaurants and everything. Uh, And I would do his accent and we would like sort of prank people to have them think that I was from Uganda. It was just a funny thing. And I would always do my dad's accent. And so they were like, hey, it'd be funny like if you did that with your roommate. Because like, you know, you get your, inf- your oh, roommate's yes. information. Oh, yes. Um, and so they were like, oh, he, he, they probably think that you're from like Africa because of your name. Um, and so he called me over the summer. I was with my friends uh, and I did, uh, did an accent with him and he totally bought it. And I was like, guys, he, like, he bought it. I've By the way, I've told this story on This American Life, I will give you the abridged version because- Yeah, wow, I was gonna is, say, I feel like I have heard this story. Yeah. Like, this is a famous prank. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a pretty famous prank at this point. <laughs> it's documented and okay. uh, <laughs> archived. Uh, but but I want to hear it. I don't I'll think tell you, you should the, do abridged. I think you should do well, semi-bridged. Yeah, I'll give you the semi-bridged okay. version. Uh, so I so talked to my, my roommate, read he sort of bought this this accent and we're like oh my gosh like you should do it for like a few minutes like when you get there it'd be like epic or whatever uh and so i got there and i kind of dressed in like international student 
clothed type of stuff. Like the, you know, you had to go out overalls. And buy? No, and no, it's <laughs> yeah, overalls. I brought back the overalls. Overalls, uh, no shirt. Exactly. <laughs> no, that's more Mr. yeah, Tucker that's, stuff. Exactly. Um, so I. Because I have a lot of like, I have a lot of relatives and cousins that, you know, we're international students. I kind of, there's a look, there's an aesthetic. And so like I had this shirt that was like, uh, that said like Universal Studios and, and I wore these kind of like, you know, uh, like off brand sandals. And, and there's just, there's an aesthetic to someone that just came to this country, um, particularly from Uganda. And so I like the subtlety of this look too. It's yeah. Yeah. Like, you didn't go full coming to America. Tunic. No, yeah, no. no, it was, you, you have to be specific. And so I wore, I, I had like these, these cargo shorts that were just a little too short at the time. Um, and I showed up and, and I did this accent and, um, I, I came into the, our, our room, our, our dorm room, and I, my roommate was there before me, but um, his dad and his sister were there. And I didn't expect to, like, see them first. Uh-huh. And so I, like, did the accent with them, and they were, like, so nice. And, and like, uh, my roommate's dad was so nice, and, and his little sister, who was, like... 12 at the time 11 or 12 she was like so just sort of like oh my gosh like you from like africa that's so amazing like have you seen giraffes and all that and, and she was just like so adorable uh and i just kept doing the accent because i was like um i was very endeared by that experience and, and uh before i knew it uh I had like met them and I met my roommate and then quickly I met my neighbors and you know, like in college where you just meet people yeah. quickly. Everyone's so eager to yeah. like make friends right away. Yeah. But your whole floor. For sure. Like, for <laughs> sure. By the end of the day, uh, I was known as this guy from Uganda <laughs> and I was looking, I was like, wait, what just happened? Um, everyone knows me as this guy. And um, it became this kind of thing of like, how long could you do it? Oh my gosh! And Did you have any friends in, at Westmont at the time that knew about this? No, no, like, no, no. Knew no. you? You were total. Everyone fresh met face. me as this person, and oh this is gosh. like maybe a year before Facebook. The perfect hit. crime, yeah. Because oh if it was 2004, it's probably before it rolled out to. Yeah, you could have all the other ones. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh my so, gosh. so I met all these people as this person. Like I, there was like this this girl I got close to that you know it, it just got complicated because she knew me as this guy and i and i just was sort of like i felt bad about it but also oh, like Sora. we know we know each other like as human beings you know oh and, uh and she um did you have but, a backstory you were telling people too like where you were from in uganda well i i knew a lot about uganda because my family's from there and so everything that i said about uganda was true <laughs> but wow. but it wasn't it was it wasn't me and it was a character it's just and full so, on role all the time that it you was were playing. it was a role and so the first like day or a couple of days it was like mentally exhausting and, and it was this thing of like at first it was this challenge of because i i taught i told my friends like at the end of the day like hey everyone knows me as this guy uh and they're like dude you can't do it for a, you can't do it for a week I, like i like i bet you and it was like this you know sort of like this gentleman's wager uh and i was like as all gentlemen do yeah create identity fraud <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, I wasn't stealing anyone's credit card information. Right. That's, true. Like, That's true. I guess. Uh, and this is this is the more a- ambiguity of the whole situation. But uh, it was this thing where like I was treated so well as this guy, and so again, like I'd been, uh, I'd grown up in this town where I was ostracized and like not accepted. I went to these colleges where I thought I was gonna be connected and and, and feel accepted. I wasn't. As soon as I get to the school and play this character, all of a sudden, everyone like 
accepts me. Uh, and what do you think that was? It's people see you differently if you have an accent. I think in this country, there's a difference between me coming in and being like a black man that lives in America that's American as opposed to having an accent. Like there's something less threatening about that, that I definitely learned, you know, as soon as I had this accent and sort of dressed in this way, like I was just not threatening to people. And, and they're like, and, and there was, there's also like a, a patronizing aspect to it. I mean, people were just kind of like, Oh, we need to, especially around Christians, like, Oh, we want to like adopt you. I didn't, I learned that that a lot of that acceptance was this, you know, sort of, you know, it, it was like, Oh, I need to take care of you and show sure. you the ropes. And make sure exactly. You know exactly. Stuff, yeah. There were people that were like really genuine about it. Um, but it was this weird thing that I discovered. And, and I think it, it was this thing that I got wrapped into because of that. Yeah. And so it, and, and it was hard to come out of because I had solidified these relationships uh, as this person. And, and, um, and, and this girl that I got close to, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't like a physical relationship or anything like that. Because again, like I felt conflicted all the time, but it was definitely like an emotional, like sort of college thing where you're spending you know hours talking to this person and yeah just it was like totally that it was totally that did you feel like the the guy that you played was like different than your personality too or was it still like your personality with this accent in this story as well it was this weird way that i was able to because i'm naturally very extroverted Uh and it was a way for me to express a side of me that i had to hide because People, people had these assumptions of yeah. like what it meant if oh, you were so, yeah it was yeah. it was easier to be vulnerable in yeah a way. yeah it was easy to be like like open and um and, and extroverted and oh. i had to be i had to learn to be sort of closed off because i was like mistreated in 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 high school and 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 i think like i couldn't necessarily be my full self and so weirdly as this guy i was able to oh to like be my myself in a way yeah. um it just was like this crazy thing that I discovered as I did it. I realized at some point that I could have done it forever. Everyone knew me as this person, but after a while it felt lonely because like, I was like, you guys don't know me. No one knows me here. And so I ended up uh, having to out myself. After how long? Well, it was like, it was like most of the semester. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was most of the, it was, a, it was a semester. It was like most of it. <laughs> uh, and so I w- was like, okay, well I need to tell people who am I going to tell first? I told my roommate and, and our, my neighbors, <laughs> they all reacted in, in their own way. My roommate kind of freaked out. He came into my room and I was like, oh, I got to do this in a funny way. And he came in and I was like, hey man, like what's happening? You know, like I kind of oh, give him one of those. And then I was like, oh, like how was my American accent? Was it, uh, was it? Oh know? my God. And he was like, oh my God, like that was weird, dude. Like that was like too good. Uh, and so I, I said, well, wh- you know, what if I told you that this is how I speak? I'm not from Uganda. I'm from Healdsburg. And he just l- gave me this look like the whole world had flipped and he didn't know what to believe. And he left for like an hour. And he, he just left? Yeah. He like, and he came back and he's like, I went for a walk and like, I just had to think about this and like, it makes sense. You would always leave to be on the phone. And, and it was just like weird. There's something weird about it. And like <laughs> your, your book is like right there. How do I not know? And like, he, it just all like connected oh to my him. Gosh. And he was like, um, uh, hilarious. Okay. Uh, first of all, <laughs> 
<laughs> first of all, first of all, fuck you. Second of all, <laughs> hilarious. Third of all, you got to tell uh, our our neighbors because you know, like in the dorms, like you're sort of close with the people. Wow. So um, ultimately, he was like pretty balanced about it. Yeah, the he was he, furious at first, but he had to like process it, and and so yeah. one by one, people came in, and I and I did the same thing <laughs> to people that that came into the room, like our neighbors, and some people just like laughed hysterically. Some people were like, oh. What the- what? <laughs> what? What? Like yeah. just you destroyed out. people's realities one by one. Yeah, yeah. And it, so they, it's that uncomfortable thing of like, what have I been doing this whole time yeah, too? Sure. Like, these Who assumptions am I? I made about this guy and yeah, like, what yeah. I thought he exactly. was. Like, what's oh this about me and like the uncomfortable racist things about me that yes. I'm discovering too? That, yes, yeah. you nailed it on the head yeah. because that's what people were doing. I mean, there were some people that felt like I played this prank on them and, and they felt defensive because of that. They were like, yeah. what did he, what did I say? Yeah, you know and like that kind of th- when it, if this was an experiment too, like yeah. I probably am the villain in this, and for sure. I don't like you for doing that to me. Yeah, yeah, and and it was so just telling um, about people, and and, wow. and some people reacted that way. Some people were like, "You're a comedic genius. You, <laughs> what you did was so citri-. like there were there were people like that." Uh, and I was like, yeah, sure. Like, that's what I did. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Uh, and then there were just people that, so everyone reacted in, in, in like an extreme way and in, in their own way. How did uh, your um, like professors react? Uh, some of them were like really mad. I had this like badminton teacher that was just like <laughs> hated me afterwards. What? I know badminton, right? Uh, so Westmont. So, so Montecito. So funny. But he was just. My he, dad took badminton in college too. Yeah. It was like <laughs> really the best. It. It's like it's the best. Sport, yeah. Oh my gosh. It was like one of my favorite classes, but my badminton <laughs> teacher hated me after that. He's like, pick up all the birdies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he uh, took it out on you yeah. in the most badminton way he could. Sure. And then, um, <laughs> one load. Right. I, he was kind of a, a prick anyways i didn't like him um but there was a professor that i had who was like my history professor and he like felt i felt the most i felt bad pranking him because like it seemed like he was hurt by it he was like he felt like why why would you do that kind of thing and because he would call on me a lot and he was like really interested in my story and i was you know i was like good at history so yeah um anyway so told the girl obviously she like was mad at me for like a calendar year and can't imagine why uh, <laughs> i know uh look we reconciled if you want to see the whole if you want to look if you want to hear the whole story it's on this american life and they interviewed her like they got her perspective oh wow okay we're cool. friends like we had coffee like oh, a good. couple years ago um she's married now uh Damn. so it's all it's all good like <laughs> it's all it's all it's all good but I always tease her about that. That's um, amazing. So that's what happened at one point. <laughs> and that is, uh, that is so interesting and fascinating. And like, yeah. Yeah. And so with that, I just was like, oh, this is really cool. I learned this thing. Like Christians are this. It's just this weird thing. And I like performing. And so I ended up, and again, this was not expected, but the next year, my other best friend was going to Seattle Pacific. Uh, he was like, dude, transfer one more time. And I'm like, no, I can't transfer one more time. He's like, dude, just just apply. It was like the only one I didn't apply to. He's like, just apply. And like, if you get in and we get placed together, like, just kind of like, just come on, do it. Um, so I was like, fine. Applied. Of course, I got in. Uh, they placed us in the same like campus apartment. And um, we took a, a road trip up there to Seattle. Is college number four or five? This is five. This is five. Yeah. I'm so curious of what the admissions office, like when they looked at exactly yeah. your timeline, I'm like, what? You know, you, you know what it was? It was, I don't think because I got, if I had sh- 
kind of like marginal grades. Maybe they would have been. But your grades were just so good. They're like, this is just a undeniable. smart kid. That they were just could go anywhere. Yeah, like I had good grades, and um, I don't know, like probably they a great were, writer, <laughs> convincing. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I wrote like, look, my essays were. I, I can decent. do that. I can only imagine. decent. Uh, so, um, even though I was a con artist, uh, it was, so I, but that'd be a good essay though. Yeah, exactly. How I conned a bunch of dummies. Why being a con artist is, uh, really the best education that you can get. (laughs) Honestly, maybe. Um, We took a road trip to Seattle. Hadn't never been to Seattle. It was in the summer. Seattle is like the most perfect city in, in July. If you ever go there, it'll fool you. Oh, it's, right. It's, it's yeah. on a sunny day. Seattle is the most beautiful city in America. It is so... I think I went there in like May and it mm-hmm. was just so beautiful all the time. I was like, what are we doing? I know, I know. here. Yeah. It was great. So, so I, I was like, I'm, I'm going to Seattle. So I ended up finishing school there. Um, to me, when I think of my college experience, I think of <laughs> Westmont, that like prank, and I think of Seattle Pacific mm-hmm. just because it was... Uh, the most diverse. It was in a city. It's probably maybe where I should have went like in the first place. I became friends with a group of international students who, you know, they were involved in church and there was like a gospel choir there, but like there were, (laughs) there were two students that actually they weren't students that are involved in the school, but they were from Uganda actually. Uh, and I, there was a moment where I was thinking of like doing the prank again for, for like a hot second. It was like one of those things where, you, you know, like catch me if you can, if like there's that moment, I think towards the end where, you know, Frank Abagnale or whatever his name yeah, is, yeah. uh, he, it's like one of those things where it's like, is he going to do it again? Yeah, is he going to, is he going like, to, is he going to run it? Is he going to run away? Could trick them. Ooh, well, okay. So at Westmont, there were two Kenyans. Oh. that I met where I thought it was going to be the end of it oh. and I fooled them. And so once I, once, once they bought the accent, I was like, I can do this forever. But going to uh, Seattle Pacific, these guys who I met, like maybe the first day they were like fluent in Luganda, which is like the language. So I wouldn't have been able to like carry it that far. Oh, yeah. Anyways, it was maybe it was, maybe it was God telling me, like maybe hang up your your hat your your pranking hat did you tell them about the prank eventually um i told them but it was hard for people to like understand it until like i think they i i wasn't able to tell the full story i would tell the story sometimes and people would be like i can't believe you did that but there was a a bit of a disbelief and i and i think people like they couldn't believe the scope of it yeah Uh until really like the this american life story came out and, and it was told in such a like a full way where they're like wait what i can't believe you did that uh, and everyone at Westmont confirmed that, like, yeah, <laughs> like that shit happened. <laughs> um, so anyway, finished at Seattle Pacific, got involved in like gospel choir, uh, studied abroad, like learned. I think it was there where I learned that there's a reason why I, I don't fit into like the Christian evangelical cultures because it is a culture. I see it as more cultural than religious in a way like there's a religious at like aspect but the reason why i never kind of fit into that culture is because i didn't grow up in it and there is like a racial element in in this country uh with christianity like sunday has you know martin luther king said like it's the most segregated hour and i think that's what martin luther king said i don't know you can google me but i'm pretty sure it's that's not what, what martin said. luther said yeah so that's that's what i learned and um and so i think like after college obviously that guy got involved in theater and ended up doing comedy and 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 that was very much inspired by that experience that i had doing doing the prank but uh, ultimately i think now after that experience of like being immersed in that culture as an outsider i don't 
necessarily go to church. I've I've tried to go to these hipster churches out here, like In Mosaic LA. and, yeah. and Oasis. Names. names. Oh, you did name names. <laughs> Mosaic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and what I found was that those communities are, I think, important for the people that that go there. And and but ultimately, I think it's it's a place where people grew up in a certain culture can like find commonality and in, in a city that's kind of you know, yeah. lonely and, and insane. And, and, and again, I tried it and I was like, oh, okay, these there are people that sort of grew up in Christianity that are here in LA and yeah. uh, dress cool now. Yeah, uh, yeah, and are like yeah. a little bit more progressive. Yeah, yeah, you're like, well, but I don't know. Not where you're that much. Yeah. Not, not that much. So can I, I ask, um, and you can be totally candid, like you won't offend us or anything. Sure. Can I ask like from your perspective as an outsider that came into like kind of a white evangelical space and everything, like yeah. what is your impression of what our culture is? Um, or like what it's based on or what it sounds like to you. It's there's there's a deep history in it, especially like American evangelical Christianity. Yeah. My my impression that it's it's a cultural thing that I think is people I, I think that, that go to evangelical churches in, in America believe in, you know, a religion of, of salvation and, and, you know, kind of believing in Jesus to be kind of accepted and, and going to heaven and everything. But ultimately it, it's not very accepting. And, and there is, there, there's racism in it. And, um, and I got to know a lot of like people that grew up in, in that culture. I was in a long-term relationship with a girl who grew up in that culture. And, and it was very clear to me that like, just in meeting like her family, I would never like be a part of them. Mm. And it didn't matter. It had nothing to do with faith. And I think what solidified that was like, it was a conversation that I had, I think with her mom where it was like, well, you know, if you don't believe, if you don't believe that accepting Jesus is like the only way to get into heaven, like then you're not a Christian. Like, and I'm concerned that you're not a Christian. And I was like, wait, but so you're telling me that because generations of my my ancestors my family members just because they didn't hear the gospel or weren't christians that they're all in hell and your ancestors are all there just because they got to hear or grew up in this 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 religion because i don't think that i think that there were wonderful great i would say loving people that uh God loved and would accept uh, in in my family before the the white people got there, and 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 I'm sorry, but I reject that. And it was this conversation where it was it like drew this wedge, and it was like, well, that's what you believe, and I was like, whoa, like you think it, it just it it blew my mind, and and that's when I realized I was like, oh, this is this is this is a culture, and yeah. it is a culture, and I can't. I can't expect to ultimately be like fully accepted in this culture because because I am not that. Right. Because I can't forget the family and the people that I came from that had such a different context. Sure. That you maybe like somehow make allowances for, but not really. And yeah. 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 And, and the assumption that like, well, everyone's heard the gospel, so you had a choice and you didn't make the right choice. And it's like, no. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it's it's one of those things where, yeah, and and you know, taking it a step further, it's just, it's, it's hard for me to believe that, you know, someone, um, is troubled and, and, and problematic is, is 
any of these uh, Christians in, in history, like a Martin Luther, or, mm-hmm. you know, or any of the popes or anyone, you know, is any different than a problematic figure like Gandhi, who, you know, was kind of misogynistic and, and racist, but also had this like incredible impact in history. Like it's simplifying a thing that I, I don't think we're, we have any place uh, making a call for. So, th- so that's, that's my impression. I, I see American evangel- evangelical Christianity as, as a culture, even with, even with like black Christianity. And that's something that like I didn't grow up with because my mm-hmm. family's from Africa. Mm-hmm. So uh, to me, that's, that, that's the way that I see it. Yeah. Yeah. Have you had a lot of, like, did you ever go to a black Christian church necessarily? And like, what was your impression of that? Like versus other things? Yeah, I did. I, I, I tried going to a, a few of those churches, which are super fun. I mean, I love the music. Mm-hmm. I, I was in a gospel choir for a, a hot minute in, in college and, and I dig it. Um, but I, I also think that it's not the culture that I grew up in. There's also, you know, things I don't believe in is, is, you know, there, there's, if you watched Aretha Franklin's, you know, funeral, I think it, oh, yeah. it, it illuminated a lot of things about like sexism and, and, um, yeah, there's just, there, there's a certain type of conservatism in that culture that, that I, that I don't agree with. Yeah. And so. And, and again, that's that's cultural. Yeah, that's cultural and, and weirdly, like Christianity is a very patriarchal cultural thing yeah. in a lot of ways. And then there's also just the, the race aspect; it's all crossed into that too. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, very, very, very conservative. Um, and again, like I, I know that there are churches a- across the spectrum, but like where I'm gonna feel the most connected and, and familiar is probably in an in an Episcopal church. Yeah, well, honestly, know? safe. Yeah, probably is a big part of that. Full circle, yeah. you know. I start. I, I went to a couple services uh, at All Saints, and I was like, oh, "Oh, yeah, okay." If I'm gonna go to a church service, although my gripe with them is, I went to a Martin Luther King service there at All Saints, which is like super liberal, mm-hmm. and they they sang. It was like this all. It was it was MLK service. Mm-hmm. The choir. There was not a person of color in the choir, and they sang this little light of mine. Really, and they were clapping on the one in the three. The one in three? <laughs> and I was this and I was like bless high. them. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna let, let it shine. shine. Uh and it was maybe the most offensive thing that, that I've heard. But it was the like one in the three is yeah. a, is an attack in that <laughs> yeah. context. I, I felt very attacked. musically but I was like, Yeah, I was like bless you. Uh oh, but yeah. um like, yeah so no. that's that's where you know that's where I'm at like as as far as the the faith thing, I believe in in a higher power obviously like yeah, I love to talk to people that that grew up in in that that Christian culture, just because I'm like, yeah, like I was, I had had an experience with that. Uh-huh. Yeah, we've crossed paths. Yeah, we, we <laughs> we've crossed paths. It sounds like a, a friendly relationship with an ex now. Yes, it is. It is, and and there were moments where I, I didn't talk to that ex. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, where you hated angry, that ex. Yeah. Well, I was just like, I felt I felt hurt, and and maybe, um, yeah, just like definitely definitely hurt and wronged by that ex but now looking back on it i i see where i've grown and i've learned from that relationship yeah it's cool and i didn't name any names i didn't name any specific names no but we can go back and put them in if you want okay yeah yeah. i'm firing shots at people that like mario brothers i'm firing shots at apu (laughs) luigi riverside (laughs) as a county yeah riverside as an entire county it's a bad place yeah (laughs) wow yeah well and and i think uh and something i think that's humbling for me to think about and probably a lot of people listening is thinking about 
the honestly the racial dimension and element by which to process doctrine because most of the time and this happens in like media and entertainment too mm-hmm. where it's like default is just is white male POV yeah, like a lot of times. Yeah, that's considered just like, this that's is the neutral. Normal. Yeah, it's neutral and normal. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the doctrine of hell as processed through generations of ancestors who like, well, that wasn't the case and we do have to say something harsh. You don't have to say that much harsh if it's like, well, yeah, my family's lived in Oklahoma since the 1800s. Well, you don't have to have a harsh way of thinking if that's the case. That yeah. was the case with my family. But mm-hmm. if, like, if, if God is a global god of the whole earth really think about it and really humble yourselves to consider if that still makes sense to you when considering people of other cultures yeah because there they there were there was somebody good you know in in my in my family history that maybe that maybe would have been accepted into heaven at some point before course, the white people yeah. got there. I think, I don't know. Or, call, or call, me, just, call me crazy. I don't know call if crazy. heaven is even the question, but just like that someone that got close to like what Christianity is about, you know, and it's like, yeah. is God like, well, you didn't say Jesus. So yeah. Or, or new, yeah. Or, or yeah. like new God or what had some sort of connect connection. Yeah. To I, a higher, I shouldn't thank you for clarifying that. Cause I, I don't want to, be like put in a binary of heaven and heaven. yeah exactly because that is i i don't want to reduce it to that oh but, yeah um, but I, mean, I understand it's hard to like undo once you think about it that way for sure and i think like i had heard growing up too that for people that were you know came before jesus or mm-hmm. after and just were totally disassociated from like european or asian christianity or whatever sure. their logic a lot of the time was like well god reveals them himself to them in their own way yeah and like so they're still like they have a choice and he could reveal himself in nature or through dreams or sure, whatever sure. and so like don't worry about it so much which is kind of interesting yeah yeah and like well then why is it so important that i get it right you know right <laughs> like, it- couldn't i discover god in a waterfall too you know and everything. i know the kind of uh doctrinal theological gymnastics we have to do to like well those people didn't hear it but they knew him because they saw creation because according to blah 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 and the thing the old testament like you don't have to do that and and, and people argue over that and mm-hmm. that's the thing like in in denominations are, are uh created because one people fall yeah. they fall on either side of that and so mm-hmm. it's just it's insane but the the other thing that that i found like in my adulthood that i've taken note of is is reading the Bible and kind of like being familiar with the gospels and just like who Jesus was portrayed as the most Christ-like people that I've, that I've met and encountered in my adulthood were people that wanted nothing to do with church and the people that if it went down, if, if the shit hit the fan, um, I'm not going to call those people that go to church. Like I'm going to call these people that I know are, uh, just incredible people. And, and that says something that says something that, how how could you sort of expect that that person isn't reflecting Christ-like qualities? Yeah. Um, or, you know, just, I don't know, wouldn't, wouldn't be like a disciple of Christ back yeah. in the day. I don't know. Who, yeah, who, and yeah, somehow should... that like counts for nothing if yeah. they don't have, if they haven't said the salvation prayer. Yeah, it just doesn't, so it doesn't make right. sense. Yeah, yeah. So, that's a good point. Yeah. Heaven is for real? Hell? Maybe not. Heaven and so. hell exist on earth. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Both I think at that's the same true. time. No afterlife? Uh we gone? 
Now I'm becoming Pete Holmes. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Okay. So my, oh my I was gosh. quoting my dad, but my yeah. dad, my dad, he he always says that heaven and hell can exist both like on earth, depending on like what your focus is and, and like where you are. And, mm-hmm. and, and I do think that there's something, you know, like al- allegorical about that. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if I, if I have like a hard, you know, kind of, I guess, theory on, on an afterlife. I don't yeah. know. I don't know either. Well, we'll take yeah. a break. And we'll figure it out during the break, and then we'll, we'll let come you back know with an answer. what we uh, what we figure. <laughs> or maybe out. I will have entered. <laughs> Whoa! It's We're not that long of a break. Kill Zora and then go bring <laughs> and, back uh, and let him. His let ghost you guys is gonna know. haunt our ass, and then he'll tell exactly. us. Exactly. Thanks guys, for guys. The afterlife is Montecito. Oh wow! Uh, I hope so. Yeah. Oh I'm man. Tea time with Ovra. Sure. <laughs> Thanks for sharing all that and all yes, your story and perspective. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. It's an really amazing story. Valuable. It's very. It's very great. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for letting me break the format. Of course. Mm-hmm. And we'll be right back with more good Christian fun. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, wow. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. So, uh, no. What? You, oh, I was shaking my ponytail out of my back. <laughs> Caroline often uh, shakes her head no at me it's throughout sort of a the reflex, show. Yeah. yeah, that's more like that joke sucked or no, that's not a good like, point. This comes up. So we figured out the afterlife stuff, but we're not quite ready to share it yet, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. God told all of us at the same time. Mm-hmm. Sure. It was cool. And then... Uh, we were like, we shouldn't tell anybody ever. God DM'd me and said, not yet, not yet. <laughs> Wait, on Twitter or mm-hmm. Instagram? It was Twitter. Although Instagram, it's easier to slide in now because you can just be like, hey, I'm sure. just commenting on your story. But sure. God but used no. the bunny filter on mine. <laughs> yeah. God snapped me. Out there thirst trapping. 
God and I had like a 15 day streak. Yeah. Yeah. God is bae. Okay, but let's bring it down. Oh. What denomination do you associate these pads with the most? Oh, this is this is like a a, a church that's in a coffee shop. <laughs> oh, a coffee shop church. Yeah, like they have like a, a auxiliary room. So nice. so you can hear a faint espresso machine sound in the background. Yeah. I hear like the like flip-flops on the ground of like oh, someone yeah. that came a little bit later maybe to like to get um like a coffee. I have a latte with no coffee, extra yeah. milk for Kevin. Sure, sure. Latte with <laughs> Did you say no milk? <laughs> no coffee, extra milk. I don't, I'm not a milk boy. I'm a soy I have boy. A Wait hot a minute. Milk for Kevin Porter? <laughs> I'm a soy boy. <laughs> soy boy for life. That doesn't mean anything different now, does it? No. Uh, Zora on the show. We don't plug ourselves and promote our projects. We lift them up as you would in a Christian coffee shop. I love it. During the worship <laughs> set. Okay. So we start with Carolyn. Uh, you can lift me up at Caroline's Farts on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and this week I'd like to lift up Can You Ever Forgive Me, the movie with Melissa McCarthy. Is the music getting louder while I'm talking? I'm sorry. No, it's not. I had my hands off of it. I'll turn it down. It's, it's swelling. It's, it's getting more dramatic. Yeah. Um, I, I just saw it uh, the other day and it was really good. It's a. It's based on a true story of this um, writer who then started forging letters from like Dorothy Parker and Fanny Bryce. And she has superpowers. And she's not a superhero i watched a movie without a superhero i often do um and uh, it was really good melissa mccarthy was great i'd recommend it yeah so we turn to you um i would like to lift up uh my podcast dope town 3000 uh, which is available on apple Podcasts through um campfire media i would also like to lift up my my twitter uh and instagram handles which uh are my name Zora Bikangaga at Zora Bikangaga. I'm the one and only Zora Bikangaga. Yeah, there's only one. There was no WGA conflicts nope. with an existing guy. <laughs> nope. It was fine. Yeah. And we'll link it to your This American Life story in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. Link link that story. And, you know, I'm just I'm just out here doing the thing. And, um, yeah, and, and watch Raven's Home um, on the Disney Channel where it, the new episode's coming out. We're working on season three. Oh, cool. Nice. Um, what part do you so, play on that show? Um, I'm a writer. Oh, you're a writer? Yeah. Oh, gosh, I just assumed you were an actor. Um, cool. Well, I'm, I'm an actor too, but okay. uh, we'll see. I'm sure I'll voice myself somewhere into that show you should. to play like a mailman or something. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Now, I, I'm not asking for like spoilers per se, but we knew she was so Raven in the first series. Is she still Raven? In, in this new one. Oh yeah, she's, she's still still Raven, still Raven so Baxter, Raven. Okay. and she uh, lives with her friend Chelsea mm-hmm. from the uh, original show, oh and they're gosh. they're they're co-parenting together. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's, that's great. Very okay, sweet. Cool. Yeah, very sweet. Uh, you can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter. Uh, I'll lift up a new little power group called Boy Genius. They put on EP that I really love. This week, and you can lift us up as per usual at Christian Fun Pod on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff. You can check out our good Christian Fun Spotify playlist to hear all the songs that you hear on the show. And every review you leave us on iTunes Apple Podcasts, we donate a dollar to charity. And this month's charity is Trans Lifeline, translifeline.org. Um, it's a hotline for uh, people in the trans community um, if they're feeling threatened or unsafe or anything. It's a safe place for them to call, and I think it's only manned by fellow trans people. So you're talking directly to each other. Um, they need a lot of help. There's a lot of difficulty going on for the trans community right now. And so we're just happy to lift them up. 
please do the same. Hell yeah. Sora, thanks so much for joining us on the show, man. Thank you. Really appreciate you coming by. Thank you so much. Showing us how our format is bad and this format might be better. Uh-huh. No, our format's good. Our we'll, culture is bad. Uh-huh. I mean, our culture <laughs> is very bad. It's not. It's fair. It's not all bad. Oh, thank you. That's <laughs> no. goodness generous. Very yeah. charitable. Very I, I had some good, good, good memories. Yeah. Uh, and there's nothing left to say except in all of Pont's people said, Amen. Amen. You know what? Let's go out with the aforementioned this little light of mine but instead of an all white choir we'll do it with an all dog choir an all dog choir (laughs) oh love it wait for the wolves and barks guys (laughs) no this is one of my favorite covers of this little light of mine it's coming wait for it it's about to start this is Mavis Staples from We'll Never Turn Back from 2007. <laughs> I love her. Alright, we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 All in my home, I'm gonna let it shine. All in my room, I'm gonna let it shine, shine. Uh, hey, it's me, McGrant. Next week on GC, I'm just getting to the point. I really gotta go take a shit. <laughs> hey, hey, Amy's human just like you, okay? Amy, it's got all the same holes you got. And Amy has all the same needs you got. Uh, next week on GCF, Kevin and Carolina are talking about the Jars of Clay album, Much Afraid. Which, if you ask me, maybe they should have done for Halloween because it sounds real spooky. People are getting scared, getting afraid. Uh, but whatever, I'm not running this dumb show. <laughs> they can do whatever the hell they want. I don't care. Ingrid don't give a shit. All right. Gotta go dump. Amy, motherfucking Grant, over and out. That was a HeadGum Podcast.